0: we hope that you find our discussion empowering.
1: Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I'm the partner who heads up the abuse team at Hugh James, and I'm joined by my colleague Hannah Hodgson. Hi Hannah. Hi Ellen. And in this podcast we're going to be talking about sexual misconduct in the workplace. But before we get underway with this podcast I need to give the health warning so to speak. Obviously we're going to be talking about matters that can be troubling, upsetting and so on. So if you think you might be troubled or upset by this podcast now is the time to turn off and go off and do something else. Otherwise, please stay. And I hope that you do. So in this podcast, we're going to be talking about sexual misconduct and in particular sexual misconduct in the workplace. And why we're talking about that in this podcast is because there has been very recently a reported case of a senior lawyer being struck off the solicitor's role for sexual misconduct in the workplace. Solicitors who get into trouble appear before the solicitor's disciplinary tribunal, and it has the power to strike a solicitor off the role. So all solicitors are on the roll, so to speak. And, um, you know, that's the sort of formal way that solicitors are allowed to practice. And if a solicitor gets into serious trouble, she or he can be struck off the rock, and this is what has happened in this particular case. We don't know all the details so uh, of the of the case. Apparently, the solicitors' disciplinary tribunal is going to publish its decision later on this summer. But we know enough without straying, so to speak, in order to talk to talk about sexual misconduct in the workplace. Because I think we find, don't we, Hannah? That we're getting more and more cases of that nature where. People are coming to us having been the victims of inappropriate behaviour at work.
2: Yeah, that's right, Alan. And I think there's also been a lot of these types of cases have been in the news recently. So we just thought it would be a good idea to talk about it and touch on some of these cases in the podcast. I know you've mentioned the this list to one. So this man was an ex-director of a big law firm in London. Now, he had 70 allegations against him from various different women at the firm. And as you say, he was struck off. Now, this was the first time a solicitor has been struck off the role for non-criminal sexual misconduct in the workplace. So this man was really abusing his position of power. And as you said, he wasn't adhering to the SRA's principles. So he was violating you know, his abusive position, lack of integrity. And a lot of the victims came forward and said they felt completely controlled and manipulated due to his senior position. Um, And he was clearly taking advantage of this. And of
1: course, stepping back a bit, we live in a very different world now. I can say that when I first started out in the legal profession, which is now 35 years ago, attitudes in the workplace were very different then to what they are now. Behaviours, in the workplace 30 odd years ago were of a better term tolerated so to speak whereas now quite rightly they wouldn't be and inappropriate conduct in the workplace can range from one end of the spectrum you know really serious sexual assault the other end which you know might be you know an offensive joke what is sort of described as flirtatious behaviour, inappropriate questions, and so on, but nevertheless can be extremely distressing for the person at the the end of who's receiving this. So maybe 30, 40 years ago, a lewd joke might have been deemed acceptable, but looking back, I wonder whether it actually was. I think maybe people were just sort of compliant. They just put up with stuff which they didn't like because that's the way it was. Whereas now, I think people are a lot more conscious that they don't have to put up with inappropriate behaviour.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting, Alan, because that's actually something I was thinking about, you know, before we recorded this and just, you know, different attitudes and tournaments as you said, in the workplaces over the years. And I think what people don't often realise is, Sexual harassment in the workplace could even just be talking about something sexual in conversation that's not really appropriate or making Mm. someone feel uncomfortable. You know, saying a sexualized joke is not appropriate, and someone might think that's funny, but it's not. And I think it's more of like a culture problem and people not realizing boundaries in the workplace. And I think also maybe talking about, you know, how it was different maybe 30, 40 years ago, things like social media and being able to contact people outside of work through, you know, text messaging, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Because as we know, it's not just in the workplace that harassment can take place. It can be extended to to text messages, to events outside of work that, that are linked to work.
1: Yes. Um, culture is key ingredient in all of this. So... I can remember when first starting out in at work in the legal profession, the culture was it wasn't just the bosses who were perhaps behaving inappropriately; the staff were too. And you know, when I look back, I think, gosh, some of the people who were the receiving end, possibly of all of that, what on earth do they think? They must have felt awful, and they must have felt under a lot of pressure, but. That was the culture. So it wasn't just bosses, it was colleagues generally across the board. And they were probably behaving in a way that was created in that particular work environment. Yeah. But, you know, it was a sort of self-fulfilling way of work life. And yeah, I think, well, that was just also
2: wrong. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time, you know, especially when we're talking about maybe, I don't want to say lesser forms, but how should I put it, more passing forms? So, for example, comments or jokes, I think, especially people in a lower position to the other person making that comment or joke, they will tend to just sort of laugh it off or think at the time that wasn't right, but. They feel as though they can't say anything because mm-hmm. of their position. And I think this is where the problem lies within the workplace, especially with people taking advantage of their, whether they're meaning to or not, mm-hmm. um, but they have to be responsible and aware of what they're saying, what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and um, I know the term woke is banded about a lot at the moment and um, it gets people's hackles up and, you know, as I was um walking um, home from the railway station last night a group of men walked past me in the opposite direction and one of them was you know they're talking loudly about something on television that they would seen and this particular chap i heard say i don't watch that particular channel because it's woke and i thought well you know i wonder you know what i wonder what was particularly woke about that channel but i'm, I'm making the point that what we're talking about is because people say, oh, you know, this is all woke culture, but it isn't, is it? It's about behaving respectfully towards other people, isn't it? It's about understanding that in our daily lives, um, we have to be respectful of other people and be alive to the fact that what we might think is okay, actually, or it might not be.
2: yeah. And of course, there was a lot more serious instances. We've just been talking about comments and jokes, maybe inappropriate pictures and things like that. But obviously, there is the other end. And I know there's been a few other stories in the news recently. I know the Confederation of British Industry, CBI, have been in the news recently um, for some really serious allegations. I know um, a rape allegation and lots more I was reading about. So, you know, this is really serious. Yeah, it's
1: serious stuff. It's very much in the... Media at the moment, but we're also seeing it with people coming in to see us to get advice about what has happened to them at work. And it's time and time again what we see is what is thought to be okay quickly becomes not okay because the person at the receiving end has a sort of tipping point for them and they they've had enough and uh, they make complaints at work and maybe those complaints are not dealt with properly. They end up coming to see us, you know, usually quite a history before they get us. And I think employers need to appreciate that there are laws. You know, we've got the Protection from Harassment Act 1997. We've got the Equality Act from 2010. And basically, it's all about people at work um, are entitled not to be harassed. If they're sexually harassed, that could be very damaging to the individual concerned, but also to the business, because the employer can be held responsible for the harassment. You know, the employer might consider themselves to be entirely innocent, but they've got a, a workplace where an employee or employees are harassing or sexually harassing their colleagues, the employer could find themselves responsible for that. And, you know, Consequences can be very serious from our point of view, from what we have to deal with, we're pursuing claims for compensation for the psychiatric damage that is caused by this. And of course, some employees, they may leave the job and they may have a claim for unlawful dismissal or constructive dismissal. They might seek compensation, not just for the damage that they've suffered, you know, their mental ill health. Loss of earnings and so on, so it can be very expensive.
2: Yeah, completely. And I think just t- touching on um what you just mentioned, Alan about how how the employer deals with it. One issue that people are sort of worried about when coming forward is obviously I know we've dealt with inquiries before where they've been really worried, especially because you know they've had to face these people at work, mm. and it is an awkward and uncomfortable situation, and it does cause a lot of anxiety for for victims, which can put people off, but I have seen some workplaces implementing new policies when I was doing some research, which I thought was really good. Some companies have been using a new system where it allows people to digitally digitally (laughs) report abuse and they can do this anonymously, which I think is a really good idea because often there is the worry and the anxiety and issues of juniors coming forward if this has been perpetrated by someone who's in a more senior position to them. So this is definitely helpful and I think the more policies like this that workplaces can put into place and the more training that people can do around this, it will obviously make this a more comfortable experience for victims when reporting.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's a sharp learning curve for everybody and uh, it's not rocket science is it it's it's about behaving in a respectful way towards your colleagues but for employers you know they've got to ensure that they've got the right culture and to appreciate that if they don't have the right culture it carries with it considerable risks so on that note if you feel that you've been affected by inappropriate behavior part of colleagues at work or employers and you're unsure as to your legal position, be aware that you do have legal rights. You know, harassment is illegal and you may well be entitled to take action as a consequence of what you have, unfortunately, experienced at work. So if you have concerns or you have questions, then get legal advice. And here at Hugh James, the abuse team, as I said right at the very beginning, We are seeing a lot of these sorts of cases and the cases are pursued against those employers who, you know, unfortunately have um, enabled this kind of behaviour to um, sort of flourish, not exist in their workplaces. So on that note, thank you very much for listening. And please do join us for our next podcast. If you have any suggestions for future podcasts, then please do contact us. So it's goodbye for me and it's goodbye from home
2: Bye, Ellen. Bye, listeners.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you email us at about abuse at hjtalks.co.uk.